just give it to me in the regular can now. Graceful and beautiful and physical and angry all at the same time. Were you idiot? Your mind would cave in and your heart would explode within your chest. This is going to be a shame. Here we go! What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside episode 1261 of the Talk and Audio podcast. Matt Robinson over here, Rob Christie over there as we let uh, the NHL 94 jazzed up theme music fade out. Um, just saw this morning, Rob, you, you, you probably missed it. Uh, was on Twitter. The Chicago Blackhawks had uploaded a video of Nick Felino. I actually saw it. He's full of shit. No, no. The 15 year old in the house was with them playing the Sega. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And you hear the music and you're like, that is so. That's our music, but yeah, a little, uh, but it's Nick Felino, Mackenzie Entwistle, Connor Bedard, Nick Felino's kids are in it. And like, Nick knows exactly what he's doing. He's. He's of our, well, he's of my vintage. He's yeah. a couple years younger than me even. I, maybe I'm being unfair to him. He's 36, I think. Yep, he is. And so he'd, uh, he'd played it before and, uh, he's telling Bedardo, just, just stop it. Just don't do anything. I'll, I'll do it. Right. Like it's a very dad moment of, uh. Well, and yeah. And he says to him, he's like, Bedard's like, I haven't passed once yet. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I know. I play, I, I play I, with you. I play with you. <laughs> and Whistle is, uh. For a minute, he fell for it, then clued in. His his controller had been unplugged back when that was a thing you could do to people. Uh, See, I thought it was Kurchinsky. Uh, maybe it was, but Entwistle was in there too. Anyway, it's a fun, uh, it's right up on the Blackhawks uh, social media feed. And if I'm not feeling too lazy, maybe I'll put it on so ours I at Tall Can Audio. Yeah. I, I'm, su- I'm surprised, but it did. It, it came to you through Your apology is accepted. I don't remember giving oh, no, one you, of those. I know, but it was, it was there. I know you want to kick us off in a certain place here, but I want to start with, uh, with some of the feedback we got on, uh, on last week's show, which, uh, ran, I don't know if it's an all time show record. What, what kind of feedback do they have? Who cares? Hmm. I value you. Good listener. Uh, <laughs> so do I. Yeah. Sounds like it. Um, <laughs> I do. Okay. And, um, that one, it might be a show record. I'm not sure of two hours, 11 minutes. It's a lot to talk about. <laughs> But maybe just a failure by both of us to move along from a, well, a topic or two. Yeah, I, if that's what we're going to do is, is part of, is sometimes I feel like you move off too quickly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Um, the, the general consensus was, went pretty well, but most people found it hilarious that you didn't make it three words Yep. before uh, botching, your biggest botch of the entire yep. thing. Uh, and my funniest one was. Uh, the, it, no name, no location. If you're going to send in your, your feedback, if it doesn't have your Twitter handle, your it doesn't, yeah, let's, let's, let's hear where you are and where you're listening from and, and who you are. But, uh, all it said was in all caps, the music wasn't done playing before the first mistake came. Yeah. Uh, so for people who maybe missed that one with Rob steering the ship, this is the clip that people are referring to. You'll be able to hear the music still running in the background. Good morning, TSA. Or TCAs. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Other than that, largely positive, man. People oh, thought you did. Uh, almost 1,300 episodes. Still don't know what I'm on. <laughs> What's happening? And it's one of those things where you go, I didn't rehearse it. No. Nope. And it just sort of came to me in sure. the moment. And then you're like, you know what? You should have given it <laughs> just a bit more thought. It's the only part you can rehearse right. is what you're going to say coming in, exactly. into the show. And it's funny because a little bit of the feedback I got. Yeah. Was Rob was better. No, Came right from his mom. Nope. No, my mom doesn't listen. 
Good, go- oh, good that's call. That's a shame. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, other than the intro, there's no difference to the show. <laughs> I kind of get that. I didn't really notice. The yeah. two of you yammered a Yammering, lot. And blathering. And that's how it goes. Yep. It's totally fine. Well, and I think that's what we said beforehand is that it's it's just two guys sitting at a table drinking beer and talking about sports. It probably won't sound all that different other than, uh, yeah, someone's going to take you in and, and bring you out. And so anyway, we're back in our familiar, uh, work, working out my, uh, my ass groove here back in my, yep. back in the captain's chair. Yeah. It's a more voluptuous backside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's okay. Um, interesting. Nice. Go- if you go back to 1260, you and, uh, Lee back in studio. Yeah. Back in the country. I uh, listened to a bit of that, yeah. right? I wanted to see what kind of, what beers you were drinking and. <laughs> that's a nitro stout. Wow. That's. A... That, that was. Deflating. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the air has been taken out of the show. That's what they do, right? That's the brown cow milk stout from Calabogie. That's any of these nitro stouts kind of have a little extra. Got the widget in there and see, and, and there's, blow there's, off some steam. There's two things going back to 1260. And I, I just listened to the beginning. I wanted to hear what you guys are drinking and there was a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care what the name of the beer is. If you bring me a beer that is honey brown in a small can and comes in at 3.2%, I know that you think I'm a fuckhead. Hey, 3.8%. Okay. <laughs> Forget it. I'm take it all back. <laughs> it says a lot about how you feel about our relationship. So I'm just saying that it can be called whatever you want to call. So that's it. what I gave Lee to start. And uh, normally, to his credit, he brings around. I bring around. Uh, this time he did not. He also insisted later in the show. It's time to take a break. So he, essentially, I can go get him another beer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that was good. Good to have Lee back. Um, and look, that's how it goes. Lee is very picky. During that break, I said, "What do you? Well, why don't we try this? He goes, that's an IPA. I'm not drinking that. Like, well, then that's what I got for you. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Reach into your back pocket and grab whatever you brought. Right. Oh, wait. So IPA he, it is. So he, he texted me uh, on Friday. He was headed down to the GTA to see his family. He's like, ah, I stopped in. You're going to love some of this stuff. He's at the Bob Cajun Craft Brewing Company. I'm like, I've. I live there. Pretty, pretty familiar with the uh, Bob Cajun Craft Brewing Company. So now. What he grabbed did look like it might be pretty good coming up on some future episodes, but yeah, that was not the place to stop if you thought you were going to spring something on me, right? Or uh, And clearly the two of you had, had gone a long time without being in the studio together. And so- Yeah, about two, two and a half months. Yeah. yeah. It, it felt like we were all listening to what could become a conjugal visit there in a second. You guys are very happy to be back in- <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> That's a little, you're too close. Yeah. Too much petting. Too much petting. Yeah. I am. Heavy petting. I, yeah. I miss you, man. I, there was just a lot that, of. And I don't know how long you stuck around, but that was the reason for that beer. Sometimes you choose the name more yep. than you choose whatever. And it was called the old pals. Yep. Uh, Anyways, whatever. Honey Brown. And the, con- the conjugal visit thing is just a. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little frightening. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> look at this. Look at that. Yeah, exactly. Slipping oh, it up and in. <laughs> look at this. Look at that. Uh, you wanted to kick us off. Uh, for- uh, you got a taste of, of the steering wheel and, and now he's not letting go. Um, Are you an Oscars guy? Not even a little bit. I'm not, not even a movies guy. Yeah. And so I love movies. I love going to the movies. 
Um, the pandemic kind of put a bit of a crimp in that. I think the last time I went to the theater, I saw Moneyball. If it wasn't Jonah Moneyball, Hill. it was uh, the, there was a, a reboot, if you want to call it, of Yogi Bear. Oh, with went your to, niece. Yep, uh, my cousin. But uh, yeah. Okay, not the Hangover. So both of them would have been 2011 ish, I think. That's the last time I was in a movie theater. So, yeah, through the pandemic, obviously, the first one I w- went back to was a couple of summers ago. I went to see Maverick, Top Gun. Yeah. Okay. But this year, I like the Oscars, and I like to try, I like to try and check out Oscar-nominated movies. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a couple this year. There's now eight or ten. I don't know what there is, but I saw Oppenheimer. Yeah. I uh, saw Maestro with see Barbie Cooper. I saw Barbie, not in the theaters. Mm. Um, I wanted to check out Barbie, see what all the fuss yeah. is about. Yep. Um, um, this being said, Oscars are two weeks out, I believe. And there's some things I want to see, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, the Scorsese movie with right. De Niro and, uh, what's his name? Leo. DiCaprio. Yes, exactly. Um, I had Never to, let go, Jack. Yeah. I had to read the book, uh, that it's based on, which is a nonfiction, you know, Killers of the Flower Moon. It's based on the, the origins of the FBI, the starting of it. Okay. And the Osage killings. So it's, uh, it's interesting, but- if you want to, uh, the holdovers, Paul Giamatti is getting a lot of buzz for best actor. I want to see this. It's out of the theaters. They will let me rent it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of you. Yeah. For twenty four ninety nine. Nice. And again, go Used to fuck walk yourself. Into your blockbuster video and grab it for three ninety nine or so back in the day. So now, although it'd be six months later, but yeah, but now this is no no longer in theaters. I get it. In a, in a post, oh, okay, air quotes, post-pandemic, post-COVID <laughs> uh, world where people aren't going in droves to the theaters, unless yeah. it's Oppenheimer or Barbie or any of these sorts of- Well, that was the thing, right? Both of them coming out the same, same weekend, yeah. smashed a bunch of records and kind of brought everybody back, but- So I get it. For the people, and Matt, if you were a movie guy, I'm sure in, in some ways you were probably not going to a theater. You wouldn't mind seeing- in the comfort of your own home, mm-hmm. whatever the movie is, sure. that's fine. I can get behind that. You you want to still ding me for your popcorn and your drink? I'm gonna watch Clerks for the seventy fourth time. Yep. Okay, you can probably get that for four ninety nine. <laughs> I've already bought it on iTunes yeah, exactly. long ago. <laughs> it, it's it's this concept now that it's long gone from the theaters, and you still want to charge me twenty five bucks for it, which is probably more than what the movie ticket was. A hundred percent. It costs you 13 bucks, I think, to get into a right. movie. So we're assuming when we hit you with this rent price that at least two of you are going to watch it. Right. And I'm saying you can either get- You're saying fuck you. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> Guess what you're getting from me? <laughs> Nail clippings and belly lint. <laughs> get bent. Mm. So that is- Get bent. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I am- I am fired up about that. I'm Taking like- it back to the clerk's era with the- uh, yeah, get bent. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And so Killers of the Flower Moon, the holdovers, I, psh, I'm not paying you 25 bucks to make my own fucking popcorn and sit in my own basement. Uh, Uber Eats will bring you a movie theater popcorn. It'll go right to the AMC and- Yeah. So again, if that's the case, bucks. take that right off my ticket. You're getting my bucks for the popcorn. Yeah. Anyways, I'm just, I'm, I am, your business model blows because you can get some of the money from me. Or you can get none. It is. That is high. Like, where did you rent it? 
Like, or where would you have rented it when you found this rental price? Ah, you just sort Is it of on crave. I, or I, on... I, I'm on ignite. I hit the button and go. Yeah. Okay. Blank, and yes, then it comes yes, up saying, okay. and, and so you, through Rogers. Yeah, and usually there's a bunch of options, right? They go, "Hey, that's for free on Netflix." Yeah. Hey, this is here. Yep. It's on Disney Plus or whatever yes. it is. Gives you all the options. Yes. And sometimes it just shows up and goes, "Bam, twenty five bucks." It's not on any of these places yet. You can rent and, it here, and, though. And you're like, you know what you can do? Yeah. I can drop trow. <laughs> not above me, <laughs> below me. Okay. Anyways, as I said, man, I'm sure some people out there going, no big deal, man. No, uh, I'm sure this is a thing for a lot of people. It's just not on my radar as a non-movie person, right? So I I knew that these things could be high. I've seen movies, like I have an Apple TV, so that's typically where you do exactly, or where I do exactly what you just said. You can search a movie and it'll say, hey, you're already subscribed to Crave. It's on there. Yeah. Or, yeah, no, it's not. You're going to have to rent it from us, Apple. Or whatever, but it even then I've seen like eleven ninety nine for a rental. Yeah. You're like, man, that's high, but all right. Like it is. It's right. only been a month as opposed to it used to be like six or eight months before it would make its way to a a video store from the right. theaters. Um. So yeah, you know, whatever. Twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, I'm telling you to piss up a rope at that point. I'll... You bet, Matt. So I'm just like, ah, you know what. Reruns of I Love Lucy. Here yes, we come. Fucking right, man. I can let you have borrow clerks if you want. Yeah. Well, can I have the entourage back? Do you got that going still going over here? Or I, have you got rid of those? I'm not sure you've given all of them back <laughs> to me at this point. That's that is hundred percent possible. Beers. Uh I am drinking it's something called London Ice. Okay. From Storm Stayed. Yeah. Out of London. Um it is a six point two percent lager. Mm. Strong lager. Yeah. So, um, they're talking, you know, a little bit barley forward and a little malty, little sort of bready biscuity. I biscuity. Think is, is you like what, that. Is what they go with. But, um, it's super smooth. I'm not getting, it's funny because lager gets a bad rap, I think, right? We all think of. Entry level. Yeah. Molson Canadian or whatever your deal is, right? Go to whatever it is. Yeah. This is, it's really. If you craft a nice lager, like yeah, you can do it. that. Yeah. It, and, and it is, it is the base model of any of your sort of bottom fermenting beers. Right. Yep. And so, but this is super nice. Right. And, and they are, I guess Storm State is doing, they're, like I said, out of London, Ontario, they're doing a London series. This is another one in there. Um, I think of London ice. I think of, I lived in London in the nineties when there was your black ice your maximum ice, right? Yes. All those beers where everybody was trying to. We had some black ice left. We had two fridges at the house when I was a kid, the the main fridge. And dad would have some beer up there, but it was mostly all food. And then the right. beer fridge down in the basement. That would and, have some food in it, but mostly beer. Right. But there was four or five bottles of black ice that I bet you sat in there from me being age six to age 13. Like just nobody grabbing them. No one wanted it, but someone had brought it to a party, yeah. left it. And even in the days where things were at their most grisly, dad had come home and there'd be no Canadian. He's just like, well, I guess I just won't have anything. Like, well, that, that black ice sat there for my entire childhood. Well, I was going to say, and that's one of those things where a young Mac goes, I like to, like to lift a couple of dad's beers. And you go, but would he notice there's four. Those four have, and they've been here for four years. <laughs> He's gonna know if He's I like. Gonna a, know. Hey, those four. There's now three, or there's two, whatever it is. You and little Jimmy from down the street. Yeah. 
out behind the pool, throwing back a black ice. <laughs> and never drinking again. Yeah. No, you know that doesn't work because nobody drinks beer for the first time and goes, and, lo- and loves it. I am all over this. <laughs> yeah, it is an acquired taste. I, I completely agree, but yeah. yeah, London Ice coming in at 6.2, it is... It's a nice, easy drink. Comes in the small can, though. Mm. Okay. And again, you know how I feel about that. I do. And just give it to me in the regular can now. Okay. <laughs> regular can. Yeah. Uh, Easton Cowan on London Ice just set an all-time London's night, London Knights record for uh, for Point Street 26-27 game, something like that. So ready to go, Leaf Legend, no doubt. I am drinking... From the Cowbell Brewing Company, their Nitro Stout, which okay. uh, I mentioned off the top as it howled away when I cracked it open. And, uh, <laughs> there's a widget in there. And it says they've got a... I was looking for this one. I haven't been able to find it yet. I've had a couple different people send it to me. Like, you have to try their Creme Brulee Nitro Stout. That's not what this is. This is the standard uh, Nitro Stout. There's also a... A draft nitro stout they have. This is the straight up uh, version. It says it's coming in at around 5%. And it says still with a little bit of like a coffee mouthfeel, a little bit shock. I'm not getting any of that. It's maybe a little sweeter than a Guinness, but it is in that Guinness neighborhood for me and my palate at this point. I got to tell you, last week we had some family over. Midweek dinner, I cracked a Guinness. I don't know when the last time I've had a Guinness is, and I am a Guinness guy. Yeah. I drank that and ate more. It hit a hundred percent, man. It it's it's a dozen. You go, I could I could drink I could drink a pile of these and it is gorgeousness in a glass. And I often drink it and go, why do I drink any other beer? Any other beer. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, this uh, like I said, that's not how they're advertising it, but that's what I'm getting from it. And I'm I'm totally fine with, as, as we've tried a thousand different ones on the show, different stouts with all kinds of crazy stuff in there. This, I would say, is a very standard, and it's not meant to be a, a complaint an, at all. An Irish dry stout? Yeah, my, my, my comments on here were not meant to be negative. Right. I'm just saying that as they're calling it, kind of chocolatey, kind of coffee. Nah, I'm not getting that. It's just a really nice straight up stout. Yeah. Uh, so no complaints about that. Which means delicious. Yeah. And it is. And so to me, if, if you could, if you could go, Hey, if you like Guinness, you'll love this. Yep. I, I know that doesn't seem like a strong marketing campaign. <laughs> if you, if you like you that, know other that other beer, beer our knockoff will knock your socks off. If you love, <laughs> if you love pizza, pizza. Yeah. Don't buy pizza pizza. Exactly. Buy our thing. Exactly. Mm, doesn't fly yeah. all that well. If you love cardboard with a little sauce on it, <laughs> do it. Um, Saturday, we saw first spring training action for the Blue Jays. Did you watch any of it? Zero. None against eh? the Yankees? Uh, Yankees are Sunday. I think it was the Phillies. Phillies. On, it was the it Phillies was the on Phillies. Saturday. Yeah. Um, so the storyline here, and I don't have a whole lot more to say on it, although if you're looking for more Blue Jays talk, episode 1259 Andrew Stoughton was here and he was bringing knowledge as, uh, as he always does. So, um, you can check that out at tallcanaudio.com or wherever you're hearing us right now. I did listen to that entire. The Stoughton show? Yep. Yeah. Guy knows what's up. He does. So, uh, the story though, for me, maybe more than any other was Tim Mesa, bat boy for the first three innings. 
And they made a, I had already read about this, Scott Mitchell from TSN had done some good reporting on it, and he he's flat out said, this is my big tidbit from the spring, this is what I've come across. Uh, and that was before the Saturday game, he goes, Tim Meza finished last in the Blue Jays Fantasy Football League this year. Okay. And so the punishment was, you're going to be bat boy for the first three innings of the uh, of the spring training opener. And a lot of people were having a good laugh at that, and then... They, they put his roster up. There's first two picks, and I, I it, you know me, I'm not a huge NFL guy. Yeah. The, the, his first overall pick was a receiver who led the league in yards. And so obviously pretty good pick, and the rest of his team must have been that bad. Uh, he finishes 4-10. and 10. So the camera, they know it's the first day of spring training. There's not a whole lot going on. So the camera and Sportsnet, they are, um, actually Sportsnet's going to broadcast all of the home Blue Jays games of spring training, which they should have been doing all along. And then they're going to pick up any of the the road games that the other team is producing. So today was the Yes Network's uh, presentation of of yes. Jays and uh, Yankees. and Yankees. But so the the camera keeps going to Tim Meza every time one of his teammates is going to come up to bat, and he's you know helping him out, getting the the bat ready. And he turns his back at one point, and we get to see that his his jersey. The number is four dash ten, which was his record in okay. in NFL fantasy. <laughs> so they clearly went all out on uh, on making him feel it, and a lot of people were loving it because there's no financial thing to it, right? There's no, you know, we're all right. millionaires or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So what could we do that would be funny, not horribly shameful, but we are going to make you go out and wear it? And so I thought the the jersey, the four dash ten on the back of the jersey was uh, was a nice touch, but I guess. You're not quite, a, and we all know spring training doesn't mean shit, but you're not quite itching for baseball enough yet to be watching day one Phillies yeah. Blue Jays. Once everything, once everything sort of everybody arrived, and and I, I sort of we went through the stories, you know, the Manoa, all the mm-hmm. the different uh, signings or lack of signings, yeah. and sort of then it sort of it gets into this this rhythm, and we'll see two weeks into spring, yeah. Right, we'll start to get a feel once guys aren't just doing, you know, one at bat. Two yeah, half in, these guys will be sent to AAA camp. Or... Yeah, I I will just sort of tune in a little more. I am aware of their stories, sort of the Tim Mesa <laughs> fantasy football. Yeah, I, I I am sort of listening, but it, nothing right now in the past week. Like I said, I tuned into the Stoughton show, and, yeah, and so the Stoughton know, show. It wasn't much happening, right? Not not on the Stone Show. Yeah, no, I understand. But in terms of of you know, I was there. I was ready for a little baseball on. That was uh, Saturday here in Ottawa, and they had just had the flash. For, or we had just had the flash freeze night before we went from like whatever it was, four degrees down to yeah. minus nineteen. Um, and it was at minus twenty five with the wind chill. Yeah, it was noticeably Canadian. It was uh, maybe for the first time this winter here in Ottawa, but. They had some nice shots of uh, of Dunedin, Florida. They were having a nice day down there. So I was ready to watch a little baseball. Blake's after two, three innings. Well, and you know what? Mike Pearson comes in, gets smacked around. and But Dalton Varsho. What happened to his, his slider or his... It got hit very hard. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, and, and I don't really care about that either. No, that's right? it. Send him to AAA. In terms of, of him working through it. Yeah, right? 100%. If you can bring that, if you can bring that 100 mile an hour heater and then, and then and add in a slider... I just want it to work for that guy, right? Like he's been here so long now and he's had so many injuries and he just looks like this big guy who should be able to just pound it in there and it just hasn't come together, right? Yeah. And it's 
Now you're like, can he be a seventh inning guy? Can he be? Uh, can we sort of work him around to something? Right with with those with those skills with yeah. those tools. Yeah. You just hope that that slider gets there and and provides him a one two punch that that allows him to be effective for the Jays. Hundred um, percent. I don't know why this is coming to mind right now. I was just watching a video on Saturday. The New York Post had posted uh, of a guy. <laughs> I'll send you the video because you'll enjoy it. It's a guy who's going to check on a valve of some kind in his, it's a Minnesota craft brewery of, and I forget their name now. And as he's walking up to it, the thing just explodes and shoots a laser beam of IPA at him and knocks him ass over tea kettle. Really? Fires him across the room. Well, <laughs> and now he gets up and he's trying to like fight his way through it or like get back to close it off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like those, like the leaks or anything, right? It's just like, psh- yeah. And as long as it's not boiling hot. No, and it wasn't. Yeah, no, I, I Obviously, or he wouldn't have kept climbing through it, right? Trying to get back to the valve. Okay. And you know what? On a, on a related story. Well, I just, I, I sent that to our buddy Ian over at, uh, at Whippersnapper. Okay. I sent it to our buddy Andy at, and Ian's like, yeah. Cause I, I, I said to him when it's my time, this is how I want to go. Right. Like Way the throat. Straight <laughs> shots. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. Arms open, whatever. Here's a straight IPA, uh, drowning. Um, and he said, sadly, I've been this guy and he goes, not quite to the same extent, but your biggest feeling in the moment is the the lost beer, and you're just so sad. And I, I'm picturing there's a moment in The Simpsons where Homer's down trying to lick his spilt beer out of the shag carpet. <laughs> that's, oh, that's commitment. Oh, it might be Barney, actually, not Homer. I can't remember off the top. And I sent the same thing to Andy, and he, he just goes, what a fucking noob. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, of course, Andy would. But I, can, I can think of worse ways to go, though, man, being buried in IPA. Hey, and Andy is mouth open. Fighting down that stream. I got it covered. Exactly. Not a drop. I'm just gonna open my pie hole and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna walk it down. Um, that same night we went out for pizza at a local pizzeria. That um, same night as what? As I had the Guinness. Oh yeah. Okay. Get to the uh, get to the pizza place and they have Sunsplit on tap. Good call. And so I always go. Okay, if I'm going there, good pizza. Yeah. Um, and an excellent pint. I don't know why I agreed so hard with the good pizza thing. I don't even know where you went. Yeah, it was Gabriel's. I just meant the, yeah, okay. And so. The sun split's great. Yeah. Uh, well, and Gabriel's is an above average pizza. It is. I, it's fine. I, I like Gabe's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Before I even knew where you went. Well, pizza. You're yeah. like pizza. Like, where? Where's the pizza? Bam, 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 <laughs> bam. Um, the beer shows up and anybody who's had a sun split, like to me, it's, it's one of the OG IPAs, right? Like it's got, it's, it's, it's crisp. It's got a little bit of that nice hop forward, yep. but it's carbonated. It's got, and this was borderline flat tasting. Mm. I was so disappointed. Yeah. And I'm like, it ain't cheap either. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what, and, and what do you do? And, and so it came up, there was two of two other ones at the table and the woman went back and she's like, she came back and she's like, no, it's a new keg. And I'm like, tap it better. Yeah, somebody has needs to blow out the lines. Something has to happen there. But I was uber disappointed with that. Right. Okay. Um, there's a few different things we want to talk about. The Jets. We'll probably get to a little of uh, Benny. Winnie. Benny. Benny and the Jazz. I don't know what you did there. It's Benny uh, and the Jets. Yeah, I, I understand. Thank you. All that right. part. 
Um, we'll probably touch in on a little Saturday night hockey night in Canada. We got a couple of. I understand the Leafs are doing okay. They, Something's happening there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why don't we talk? Why don't we start though with? Uh, why don't we start with the Jets? Because this was on your mind. This was on my mind. We both had it on uh, the list of things to talk about here. Uh, it comes on the heels of a really good piece by Chris Johnston um, in the Athletic last week. Handsome with a goatee, and uh, he is um, talking about. The problems that the Jets have had with attendance and with a, you know, a, a pretty good team right now. Like the, it, it's not a, a question of not being worth watching. Matt thinks they should rebuild though. Yeah. Well, I don't want to see them have any success. <laughs> okay. um, but the commissioner is going to go out there and he's going to talk to some leaders and, and see what that's going to look like. But this idea that we've sort of come out of, and, and maybe quite a while ago, remember when they first came back in 2011 to get a season ticket, you had to commit for five years and people did on, uh, I think it was the, uh, Chris Johnston's piece mentions. I think it was in the first 17 minutes they had sold 13,000 yeah. season tickets. Uh, and they're now down closer to 9,000 in the smallest building in the league in one of, if not the smallest market in the league and with a pretty good team. And Mark Chipman has, uh, who is the 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 president and, and CEO? He's making phone calls himself to former season ticket holders to see what the problems are, what might make you come back. And you just wonder, man, I what is can this market work? If they're already like it failed once, and some of that was out of their control. We had a sixty cent dollar, and there was no cap, so spending was out of control. But these guys are a cap team now. They are a good team now. But you are in a, a market of 700 and some odd thousand people with a 15,000 seat building and you're struggling to sell it out. It, it, does it start to occur to you that maybe this just can't work or is there something else at play for you? Quebec City, you're yeah. on notice, right? The, the, the cities of that size that are looking for a franchise. Yeah. Now Salt Lake City, pretty small. Uh, we're, we're, what was this a couple of weeks ago at the alt? We're hearing Cincinnati. We're hearing. Oh, I, haven't uh, heard, I haven't heard Cincinnati. Well, Gary mentioned all the cities that were in his press conference that were reaching out. I can't. There was some really. Winnipeg. Omaha was the other one. Yeah. Nebraska. Omaha. We're, Omaha. We're, we're calling out. We're calling out for more hockey in Omaha. <laughs> um, it, it It is. It is. It is one of those things where you go that they like Ottawa do not have a large corporate base, yep. right? It is, you are, but they're 30% smaller population wise yep. than Ottawa and Ottawa is. And 30% better. Oh, <laughs> is that, is that all we're giving them? 30%, 30% better? I, I maybe would have went 50. All right. Um, results say pretty good. Yeah. What's happening out there. Um, and I think bringing, bringing the TPC the tiny perfect commissioner out there, I think you set him up at Portage in Maine or you bring him into one of the malls and you let him speak to the average Winnipegger. I can't, I, this is going to go great. I can't imagine. <laughs> that's a, who has a better rapport oh with the God. average person? CJ has this in his thing that he's coming out to speak to the team, like management. He's coming out to speak to some corporate interests and that he might, this hasn't been confirmed, address the fan base before the game. Don't do it. Do, do not. not do it. I can't think of anything 
that would make this worse than this guy who is incapable of speaking without condescension in his voice. The very day that they got the team back, he's out there saying, hey, you better sell this thing out every night or it's not going to work. Now, he might have been right. We're going to talk about that. But you can't go out with a live mic and face 14,000 Winnipeg fans on Tuesday night and tell them, waving your finger, you better start buying tickets or we're going to take your team again. It can't possibly go Cue well. that Vegas clip where they where the guy goes, let's bring up, let's bring up Commissioner Batman. And everyone goes, boo! Like, you're going to get... That could get, be any city. No, I know. <laughs> I know, but... Uh, he, he's getting a bit of a, it's, it's like he's, he's been around long enough when they bring out the cup now, like in Vegas, they brought out the cup this year. And, and he leans into it too, though, yeah, right? But he's, like, hey. It seemed to be, they kind of were like, yeah, whatever. I know this isn't where we meant to go, but like there, there's a lot of teams in this league that should not be booing Gary Batman. Ottawa. Ottawa. Buffalo, won. Edmonton, basically yeah. anyone across the South. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Arizona. Come on, uh, you guys, are, you guys are just like. <laughs> You Come. should be giving that guy a standing ovation in your 3,500 uh In the strong. mullet. <laughs> but he can't go out there and do that. And and this is one of the things that, that Shipman mentioned, and we'll link to it if you're subscribed to The Athletic. It's a really good piece. He goes, one of the things we're struggling with when we speak to our fan base, not just on the phone, but with our promotions or our whatevers, is that times are tough. And we are in a small market. And... We ran up, they ran a promotion last April or May that said like Winnipeg forever that sort of hinted at, hey, we lost this once and fans took that very much as being threatened. Like if you don't buy our tickets, we'll take your team again. And there is some truth to that. There is a reality that's like, if this doesn't work, we have to go, but you can't keep, you know, going to that well or, or hitting that note. And he goes, "You, you are sympathetic. And you mentioned the corporate base thing. And another part of CJ's piece was that. One of the ways that they felt like they were strong in their season ticket base at first was we aren't based on corporate ownership. We have families that are like, yeah, I bought this with me and two cousins and we split them up and I'll go to some games. You'll go to some games. He goes, all of a sudden he goes, that's a really big and wide base of people coming together and spending money. And he goes, it works because now times are a little tough. If one guy in that group loses his job or has a kid go to college or has two kids in minor hockey. Right. And you have to go, I can't justify this this year. That whole group falls apart of three or four, not just, you know, the one guy. And so he said, one of the things we thought was a strength has actually turned out to be a problem. And that's where they're trying to turn now is to get a little bit more corporate base or a little bit more, um, you know, business support, Yep. but it's going to be a battle out there. Well, and the other thing that CJ talked about in his article was in a 15 and a half thousand seat building that when you have a season ticket base of 13,000 and he, you know, uh, yep. Chipman said, yeah, we needed to be at 13. Yeah. This isn't a walk up town. We need you to be that money in the coffers ahead of time. Yeah. Um, and he's saying, so we sort of went away from actively recruiting because we had this 13,000. Yeah. Seat. We became a service company instead of a exactly, that's sales it. company. Exactly. And yeah. now he's like, now we're down to nine. We and, have to sell. And we haven't pivoted. Yeah. Right. And so it was interesting, um, on the morning show here in Ottawa with, with, with Lloydie and JR early last week, Cyril leader was on. All right. 
just to contrast, what what happens is Ottawa is is kicking around ninety two percent capacity this year. Yeah, um, which is decent. For right, sure. that puts you in the seventeen and change per night. Mm-hmm. Our and Ottawa, for years they were at like a not years. There was a point where Ottawa hit nine. 9,200 season ticket holders in a 20,000 seat building. That's a huge problem. And they have rebounded nicely, but man. Well, what I got from listening to Cyril Leader, who's president, yep. renamed, come back as, yep. as president of, of the Senators, that they'd like to be at 9,200. Okay. Yeah. I, I get the, I get the impression and I am, I am putting vague numbers together mm-hmm. that in the, in the. Last couple of years of Eugene, that, yeah, oh that, yeah. that season tickets may have been in the 4,000 range. And then we heard. They never drew under 10,000 though, right? Can you remember a night? I, I they, do I do remember a night of nine and change. Okay. See, I remember a couple of 11s, a couple of 12s yep. and being like, yep. that's not great. But I, I. But you are talking, but I bet you right now, Ottawa. It, so what I got from Cyril now is that 9,200 is, is still an envious mark. Okay. For them, that Ottawa is in the seven or eight range, okay. and I I have no hard numbers yeah. on that. Yeah. But he is saying they would they need to be in the eleven or twelve yes. range. Yeah. So you were looking at if if we average seventeen thousand plus a night here, those are ten thousand non season ticket holding. That's ticket scary. Holders. The weather turns or what like. You, you could still end up with some really bad nights in that. So those years where Ottawa was was selling out and was in top top seven mm-hmm. or eight in attendance, uh, they had a season ticket base of 12,000. Right. Like this is, this is not a, it, it is a big, it is still a walk-up crowd. And I don't know why that is. Um, I've committed to five games. At, individu- I think a lot of individually. people would like, do that. Like that was one of the things both in CJ's piece about Winnipeg and talking to people here in Ottawa is if you would allow me to have a 10 game pack or a 20 game pack or yep. a five game, that's easier to commit to. Like you said, if you had kids in, in minor hockey, cause it's not just the cost of paying for your kid to play minor hockey. Those are nights that you're not available yep. to do it. So, well, I have to know I buy my tickets in October or September. I have to be able to plan my February. I, I don't know what's happening in February, <laughs> right. right? I don't. So it's tough. And if you would have more packages available that allow me to be more flexible, then maybe I can do that. But yeah, your your season tickets, that's why they're so dependent on business, right? Is because I can find somebody who works for us that'll go out and, and take it next Tuesday. And then if it's a different guy next Thursday or whatever it might be, so be it. But if you're a family or if you're just a couple of buddies or yep. whatever, yeah, to, to say I got 41 free nights this winter at the cost that it's going to be. Cause again, it's not just the cost of the tickets, it's parking or food or. Yeah. Well, I told man, you, it's... I told you the three of us went to the Sabres game earlier this year. Yeah. 300 bucks plus in tickets, another hundred bucks in concessions, Yeah, 25 bucks in parking. Like it is, that's a night. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's a, it's a weekend. Yeah. Like I could do a bunch of things with, with 450 bucks. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've talked to you before in the past, when I was in, uh, going to high school in Peterborough, I had a, a high school teacher who had just moved out two years earlier and he was, he and four buddies, three buddies, doesn't matter, had season tickets to the Jays. Right. And so he had two, two seats to. 81 home games. Yeah. But split three ways, 25 games, right. 25, okay. 30 games, whatever it was. But even at that, 
He's like, I can't use all these. Yeah. And we'd be in economics class and he'd be like, hey, you want two tickets to tomorrow night's game? <laughs> I thought in economics class, he was trying to get you guys to help him figure out, what do I have to sell these tickets for to no, get he'd my give money them to us. Yeah, yeah. He'd give them to us. Yeah. And so honestly, man, I would go to a game every two weeks. On good old Paul Follett. Thanks, Paul. Uh, me and a buddy would go and, um, but that's how it has to be, right? When you go, I need some flexibility. But if you have those options, because I would in a heartbeat drop a 12-game flex pack. Right. Which I have in the past. Because um, to me, it's important to support the team. But now you have to transport that back to Winnipeg. 100%. Which is a smaller market again. So even if you do have that option, are there enough people to spread that around and... And like I said, Chipman's aware of this. And like he he comes out and he goes, look, we'd love it if we could have the gate that Toronto does. He was That's, right up front. Too. Yeah, this isn't us. But he goes, we look at Win- or at Ed- Edmonton and go, it's a bigger city, but we're similar to Edmonton. We're right. we need to be able to hang in that class, and our team is as good as Edmonton's, but we can't sell out this fifteen thousand seat. But yeah, I, I just I don't know what the way around this is because yeah, you you can't. The sympathy thing, you can't play that too hard. Like, you can't cry poor while spending to the cap. And the Jets have done their part. The team has been good. They went and re-signed Shifley and Hellebuck. Ownership has deep pockets there. I understand. But if you're trying to say to the fans, look, we're we're doing this. We're not asking you to come support a shitbird. Uh, we're in this. Yep. And you can't play the, the big time card. You can't play the sympathy card. You can't play that we're going to take your team card. At some point, you just need people to show up or not. And right now... They're choosing not to. They've dropped 27% in in season ticket holders over the last three years, and that's not going to work there. I I don't know what you do. And we talked about it early in the season. It was quite a story when they were averaging 11. Yeah. And and they were out of the gates, like by early December, they were were a top of the central Yeah, Times had the top record in the league. And so um, what you do have to do, I think, in, in those areas... Is you have to, it's a, it's a branding issue. You have to look at, so Manitoba, the province may have the same population as Edmonton. Right. That is part of the problem. Yeah. Um, and there is between oil and a variety of other things, there is yes. corporate. There's more money in Edmonton. In Edmonton, in, in Alberta period. Yes. So no one questions whether it's, um, it's Brandon, it's any of these teams, or it's the Manitoba Junior League. Mm-hmm. Like, that is hockey country, big time. Yep. And you have to look at it, you have to brand it in that way. Like the Saskatchewan Rough Riders do in, in football. We are a province's team. Now, I understand once a week. Yeah, the economics of the league are different. Right, yeah. but you do have to look at it as, this is hockey country. This is part of the fabric. This is what we love. This is what we do. And you have to appeal to the people that way. I'm not standing here right now saying Winnipeg should lose their team. Yeah, you are. But I'm looking at the economics and going, you just re-signed your two biggest stars. You are a top team in the Western Conference right you now. You have the Vezina Trophy winner on your team right there. Bam. And it's you can't draw a crowd right now. So I don't know what you do. At the same time, Arizona's drawn 3,500 people in a university arena and Kerry's like, yeah, this is great. Keep going. I... So I don't know how you combat that either. Just the optics. The PA of, isn't saying that's great though. The PA is not saying that. Uh, Marty Walsh, their lamb base. I did this last time. Uh, yeah, just fried them. 
Um, He's wagging his finger. Yeah, saying, I don't know what Salt Lake City will do, but it won't be worse than this. Is basically partnership, Gary, partnership, partnership. So I, I just I look at Winnipeg, as you said, hard a hockey country, a place that absolutely should have a team, and yet you wonder, can they do it? Can well, Can they keep up? And that's a place... We're it's all- capped now. It's tied to revenues now. You're a good team now, and people aren't coming. I, I don't know what you do. It is when you do, and, and we love it in this country, when they do Hockey Day in Canada, and you wrap your arms around places like Dauphin, yeah, right, where you're like, this is hockey. This is what it is. And you come from all the, the surrounding communities, and you do this thing, and we love it. And I guess at the end of the day, sometimes maybe the NHL, isn't your deal. Maybe it's tier two junior A and it's junior B and you're rolling in there putting 2,500 people in blank arena. Maybe that's what it is. And so maybe it's all right to say, that's not for us. The NHL hasn't like, uh, Bill Daly stopped short of saying we're concerned. He said, we're monitoring. Um, Got my eye on you. Well, and and again, Shipman mentioned in the piece, he's like, we don't want to be a team that's being monitored, but we get it, right? Like you, So they got to be careful pulling out this time because if they do, that'll be the end of North American major sports in uh, in Winnipeg. You, you can't go back a third time, I, although Atlanta I, I, apparently. I was just going to say, you know what? <laughs> uh, here's the deal. It came from Atlanta. Atlanta is apparently, apparently. in Gary's eyes, clamoring for a team. How about if we bounce it back to Atlanta? Sure. And when shit goes sour there, <laughs> people of Southern Manitoba will be like, fuck, we missed this. But Winnipeg. This time you need eight-year commitment. split a market. It's the Winnipeg slash Atlanta. Tampa Bay, <laughs> Montreal baseball, yeah. Atlanta, Winnipeg hockey. It's going to be awesome. Not yep. outside the box. Just solved the problem. Outside the box right here on TSA. <laughs> Close enough. Hey, yeah. can we do it? Well, they could do it. I don't. Uh, somebody can do won't it. Won't do it with my team. But, but. we're throwing the yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, nobody wants that team. Hmm. Fuck those guys. For some reason, a lot of people still want them. I, I just don't know why. Uh, anyway, uh, let's move off that and talk for a second about uh, about showbiz officials in the National Hockey League. Uh, we've talked before about Wes McCauley, how he uh, he enjoys five minutes for fighting for fighting. Finish him. Yeah. Finish uh, that fool. And uh, he's, for the most part, been the only guy. Although we have seen, at the beginning of the last two seasons, the refs skate out and, and welcome the boys to a new season, right, at the uh, in the home openers or the season openers of a couple games. Like, welcome to another NHL season and this and that. So they're trying some things. And so there's a guy uh, last week, Garrett Rank is his name. And, uh, he's the, the officials are reviewing a goal for the St. Louis blues that, um, they've waved off on the ice. And uh, after review, he comes back with, you're not going to like it, but the call on the ice was correct. No goal. No, that's some good, uh, description there from (laughs) Garrett Rank. What do you think, Rob? He's the same guy who in the Ottawa, Florida game earlier in the season, two minutes for roughing. Florida, number 12, has two minutes for roughing, and then every player on the ice has a 10-minute misconduct. Florida will have a two-minute power play. Same guy. Yeah, okay. So he's like... Misconduct's for everybody else. And so, I don't like it. Okay, here we go, because this is about to be 
the grumpy old man hour on uh, on TCA. I also do not like it. I love it, actually. <laughs> I've changed my mind, yeah, and we're now. selling games, and we want to see this happen. And, man, you got to make it a show. Yeah. Make it a show. Um, In principle, I would be fine with it on one major caveat. You don't hide after the games. If you want to be a star during the game, if you want to have some personality, you get to come out after the game and answer questions to the media like NBA reporters do, like MLB umpires do. Now, they it's usually a, I forget what they call it, but like a, a group re- representative gets sent in to speak to the officials after a, a game. The NHL doesn't do it. Nope. Our guys are always right. They are above reproach, and uh, you don't get to speak to them afterwards, and they don't explain their calls. It just is what it is. You sit there, and you like it. Fine. Then you don't get to put on a show during the game. Shut up and be part of the furniture, because that's what referees, in my opinion, are supposed to be. The teams are the stars. The athletes are the stars. You call the game. Try and do it impartially. Try and do the best you can to be even with it. And other than that, I don't want to know your name. Much like a stay-at-home defenseman, referees have done the best job possible when you don't remember who ref the game. Yep. That's where I'm at with this. I don't want to hear your... And it, inevitably, this is going to happen in a playoff game where someone's season is on the line, like maybe not an overtime goal specifically, but you're down by one and you're going to come out to a home crowd that is, you know, living and Rabbit? dying, living and dying with this game. And you go, you're not going to like it. Shut up. Just make the call, stupid. I don't like it. Listen here, you Carolina trailer park <laughs> trash. Shut your mouth. <laughs> the, the ruling on the ice stands. Yeah. We got a good goal. Yeah. Go back to eating your pillowcase-sized bag of pork rinds, <laughs> oh, you sounds fat right. That's fucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, Carolina. <laughs> Sorry, we're not big in Carolina. <laughs> Everything else is big in Carolina. We're not big in Carolina. <laughs> Those powdered donuts that come in the donuts. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, yeah. I, I think if you were looking for, you want to have a set a tone of impartiality. Yes. And I think when, and it's fine. I understand people are like, oh, I like a little personality. I like a little of this. Go watch pro wrestling. Yeah. Well, at least the Wes McCauley thing where he's like, for fighting. Yeah, just a little emphasis. Right. This guy's coming out and speaking and, and playing to this crowd. Hey, you're not going to like it. No, I don't. So shut up. Yeah. You you know, don't worry. You're going to get the booze. Yeah. We don't need it. Right. <laughs> and, and now maybe he's trying to get out in front of it. Like, hey, you're going to boo me anyways. But I just, as you suggest, if there is going to be no other accountability, mm-hmm. if you are looking for this faceless robotic. And I am. Yeah. Well, but I'll take this with the other part, right? In with- every sport I've ever played or been involved with. Yeah. The officials are not the show. No. Do not inject yourself in any way. No one's paying to, to see, see Wes McCauley no. or Garrett Rank. Garrett Rank. Nobody is. Like I looked at the Garrett Rank one. Now that you bring it up, the Ottawa one where he goes and everyone else, 10 minute misconduct. Fine, I'm just getting off the mic. That's a time-saving thing. It's just a blanket statement, and everybody else has got 10 minutes. Fine. He didn't come out, he didn't wag his finger at the crowd and try and... like. To me, this is what he did to St. Louis here. It's a little one side. And look, I don't think he's trying to stick it to them. No, I don't think think so either. No. 
but I I don't want this element unless it's going to be across the board. You can't say we don't want you to know our referees or know anything about them or talk about them or they're above approach and then have guys out there trying to make a name for themselves this way. It's got to be one or the other. Yeah. And, and, and that's all it is, is we really want officiating to not be part. Like, like I said, yeah. I have never once paid money because. Oh, Wes McCauley's doing the sends pens. I'm going. Yeah. Never. Right. You know, Kerry Fraser, maybe. Cause that guy <laughs> needs a couple bucks in his back pocket. Just want to see his hair. I just love the Gretzky goal and the high <laughs> stick on Dougie. Like that to me boo, is boo. That I don't is, like it, Carrie. I don't like it. <laughs> so that is short of that. But you know, I, there's, there's a reason why they went with no names in the back. Yes, they've gone away from this. They're trying to anonymize these guys. And and, and so yet. to me, we do not at this point need anything more from you than turn the mic on and go. Yep. Call on the ice stands. Yep. We got a good goal. Yeah. Turn and point to the center ice, and then we can all do our own we'll cheering. We'll anyway. Don't worry yeah, about exactly. it. exactly. If you're trying to get over as a heel, we're yeah, going to get you there. Yeah, it's <laughs> going to happen, man. Do not worry about it, because whatever. it doesn't matter what happened. If I'm the home fan, yeah. and it doesn't go my way, I'm booing, and I'm a likes to boo guy. Oh, yeah. Rob's great with the boos. It's true. Uh, all kinds of different, whatever you want to take from that sentence is, uh, up to you. Good listener. Look, we'll get to, uh, the, the Canadian teams here in a minute. I do want to just briefly touch on the Red Wings and Blue Jackets having been given a stadium series game in, uh, in Ohio next year. And my understanding, and I'm not a big college football guy, is that in college football, Michigan, Ohio, yep. huge rivalry. And I kind of get that. The Ohio State. Right. I don't believe there's any rivalry between the Blue Jackets and the Red Wings. Now, there's a geographic natural assumption that that would have developed. Like, they were in the Central Division together for quite a while. Then they moved to the East together. But the Red Wings for a long time were very good. And the Blue Jackets, for all time, have not been. And so maybe that's hard to to develop a rivalry that way. And I do believe perhaps Columbus sees Detroit as a rival, but a lot through that college football lens, right? We have just naturally become geographic rivals. But that's never really played out in the NHL. And that hasn't always mattered when they award these outdoor games. Sometimes you just throw together who hasn't been in one yet or Detroit how about Chicago have they been in a game right yeah no they'll get their own again next year uh them and the Blues who have already done one perfect um I'm curious unless you have strong thoughts on the stadium series between the Blue Jackets and Red Wings has Columbus in the nine almost nine years of this podcast ever seen so much coverage it is a little uh, so much Blue Jackets in the last five and it's always a Pounding down either. It's never, hey, good for those guys. Look at those guys. I don't know. Do something smart and we'll talk about it. Uh, they fired Yarmo Kekalainen. and I believe I praised them for that. So uh. it just seems like, man, Columbus is for really the, they are the, whatever the, whatever award goes to the last drafted player in a draft, <laughs> Mr. Irrelevant. You get a car. They are. You Phil Kessel at the All-Star game. Yes, they are the Mr. Irrelevant of the NHL, Columbus Blue Jackets. So this is, uh, I don't know, probably the first time that a team who's going to be in the draft lottery gets to host 
an outdoor game. Although Chicago next year is likely to also. Uh, they got that guy. What's that guy's name? Yeah, yeah let's get him on TV. Uh, yeah, that he's guy's not very good at NHL ninety four. Um, no, but he is very good at NHL twenty four. Yeah, <laughs> Bedsy. Bedsy. So I I look at this, and I wonder when you look across sports, is there any rivalry that is as one-sided as this one, and not necessarily in results, but in terms of Columbus clearly looks at Detroit, that's somebody we were going to come in and we were going to try and build a rivalry with based on uh, ge- uh, geography and this and that. But at the time, the Red Wings were still powerhouses, right? Like right up till 09, uh, it sort of went off a cliff after that. 100% it did. <laughs> um, but at least... As a franchise, you still had the reputation of being an original six and all this past and success. 30 years of, 27 years of making the playoffs every year. Right. That's. But when you look at at possible rivalries that one market sees as a rivalry and the other is probably like, I don't consider those guys a rival at all. And the one obvious one that comes to mind for me, and maybe it's because of the results, would be Leafs-Bruins. But it does feel like the Bruins get up for the Leafs because of these playoff series. But as far as results go, the Bruins have clearly cleaned out the Leafs. That's also, in my mind, why Toronto-Ottawa doesn't count, is those games, even at the worst of times, have still had some some jam. Both teams seem to care, uh, even though the results were sort of one-sided. When you look across sports, can you think of you know one market always looking up and kind of barking at the big dog and going... Yeah, like this is a thing, and the other team just being like, "Yeah, not really. We don't. You don't matter to us." In a complete aside, did you see that in in women's NCAA hockey? It was was uh, Minnesota Gophers, whoever that Abby Abby Murphy Abby Murphy pulled pulled the Ridley Grant, yeah, the slap shot, and then bailed before she could get yeah, yeah, lost an edge. They say, but it it took us. We wondered how long would this happen again? Would somebody do that? Would well, it's yeah. funny, and only because I, I keep thinking of the old, uh, ah, I shouldn't have gone down this road. It might get deleted from the podcast. Anyway, there's the old show, the, the sta- Charlie Murphy, right? Made him a oh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. The, on the Chappelle show. Oh, Charlie Murphy. And that's how I, I, I can't help but say Abby Murphy that way. <laughs> Abby Murphy. Okay. So yeah. we were wondering, is this going to happen? Is this going to become a thing? Right. Yeah. It's, apparently, maybe. Apparently. Maybe. Apparently, if I if the you, bail makes it way less cool, though. Like if, at least Ridley Gregg stayed on his feet till someone blasted him in the face. Yeah, until you get cross checked in the head. <laughs> yeah. It's it's come on, Abby. <laughs> stay. Have you got a cage on? What's gonna happen yeah. here? What's You'll the worst fine. thing that can yeah. happen? Abby Murphy. Abby Murphy. Yeah, sure, man. Uh, can I think of a one-sided rivalry quite like that one? Uh, or maybe you reject my premise outright that Columbus Detroit is uh, a bigger deal in one city than the other. Uh I don't think Detroit looks at Columbus at all. Yeah. In any way, because Detroit is saying, no, man. We're the Red Wings. We are the Red Wings. We look at the Leafs or we look at other. The Blackhawks. Yeah, like the Blackhawks, Old Norris Division. St. Louis. Yeah, they're like, those are, yes. you know, Toronto, Chicago, especially. Like, those are those are the people we hang with. Yeah, that, like you said, the Old Norris Division. Columbus, you're like, what are you doing? Who are you? Yeah, like, psh, yeah. beat it, man. It's like. <laughs> It's like it's like my two cool friends have moved away, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, "Oh no, it's just me and the nerd." That's that guy wants to always be my friend. He's like, "Come on over, we have cheese and 
love love cheese. Other things. Yeah. I have I have a Commodore 64. Hey. No, man, you're like the droids like beat it, man. I don't want to be your friend. Right. Why am I in this game <laughs> with those guys? What is happening here? Where's Wisconsin? Can we not we do we not have somebody else? Well, it's funny you mentioned Wisconsin because I, I look at the Packers and the Bears as like geographically a great rivalry, but the Packers over the years have been so much more relevant than the Bears. Like the Bears haven't been shit since well, and the seventies. W- and the and Green Bay is one. 20th the size yeah. of Chicago. Punch way above their weight. But they're like, beat it, Bears. Nobody cares about you no. and your shit team. Well, and the other one that comes to mind is the Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets and Penguins. They've tried to make that a geographic thing, but the Penguins have just rolled Pittsburgh most of the time. I do believe there is one. The Penguins have rolled Pittsburgh? Sorry, they've rolled Columbus. Yeah. Well, who hasn't? Yeah. Well, that's I why Johnny not... High voice there, man. I don't know why that was, <laughs> but. I do believe Columbus. Did they not beat Pittsburgh once in the playoffs? I thought that was a thing at one point. Not I, quite as decisively as they I beat Tampa. I think but Ottawa's one and five against Pittsburgh, so I black out. So you got your own I black out there everything that are, else that yeah. involves Pittsburgh. So sorry, I don't have, I have no idea. I wonder if we come closer to home, do you believe the Yankees or Red Sox see the Jays as a rival? I don't. Yeah. I don't. Um, I, I see both of them as a rival. Like I hate. Both those teams, but I, I, you see them as a rival because you hate them yes. and you would like to see, but I believe they look at each other. Oh. I believe the Yankees would look at the Mets, uh, yeah, more. We are the Columbus. Yes. In that situation. Yeah. Although with a couple championships. Banners fly forever. <laughs> We're keeping those. Yeah. And, and it's, it's not untrue. And what makes the Jays an irritant is. Doesn't matter if it's in Yankee Stadium or if it's in Fenway. We travel. They travel. Yep. Uh, I hate it with Leaf fans. I love it with Blue Jay fans. Got to be uh, one or the other, man. Nope. Sorry, you're going to have to. No, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't. I hate the Argos. We are an infestation. I hate the Raptors and I hate the Leafs. Take that, Seattle. Take that, Minnesota. We're showing up. Yeah, 100%. And we're going to be Minnesota, annoying yeah, as Minnesota fuck. for sure, man. <laughs> All those. But we in Milwaukee last year. Yeah. And the Milwaukee guy saying, we sell way more beer. Yeah, no doubt. When the, well, when, the, when the Toronto fans Western show Canadian up. fans, man, for the Jays, they show up in Anaheim. Like, they show up. In Oakland. All they, over the place yeah, down there. Oakland's sure got 4,000 people in the stands. 2,200 of them are I, Jays fans. 2,200 <laughs> is modest, <laughs> I think. I think. And they're all clustered down by the, yeah, it's. But that's the one that jumps out to me is both the, uh, the, the way the Yankees and Red Sox probably feel about Toronto versus the way we feel about them. Because we haven't even had playoff showdowns with them, right? Like, nope. um, we've had success, but it hasn't involved beating them. So I would imagine, as you suggest, we're Columbus in that, in that 100%, equation. 100%, man. Yeah. You're Ottawa. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, nuts. <laughs> Yeah, I'm used to it, man. Welcome in. The water's nice. I've been I've been having that feeling watching PWHL Ottawa here the last week. Is this this sucks? Is this what it's like to be an Ottawa hockey fan? Yeah, all that six three loss to Montreal was uh, that's exclamation point. <laughs> Bang! That's yeah. not good. No. Um, yeah, it, it's it's funny because it's as soon as you said that about rivalries and who looks up to who and who yeah. who goes yeah I want to take a piece of that action. It's. But like Toronto and their fans care when they play Ottawa. That Toronto won every one of those series, but it does still seem to be a rivalry. I pine for those days. 
Well, and, I, and we didn't even win. Yeah. But I pine <laughs> for I pine for the passion. And 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 to me, the difference is now is the fan base is still feel it, still feel fired up by it. I'm not sure the people on the no, ice. I think that's true, right? Like you and I remember those playoff series, Mitch Marner. I don't know. It's, yeah, but yeah. do you do you buy the the Ridley Gregg Morgan Riley thing may light a fire again in that rivalry? Uh, as soon as I saw it, and we talked about it the next day on the pod, I'm hoping like hell that that's the thing that goes. Yeah, I hope it. I hope it is, and uh, you and Lee touched on it. I don't, Ridley Gregg is going to have all kinds of moments, but if that's his entry point, like, Hey, hey, I'm here. I have arrived. Guess what? If it, whatever it takes for people to go, Hey man, notice me. Right. That is, yeah. I hope it is the igniter. Now you and I traded some emails off the air where I, I hadn't looked ahead. They don't play each other again this season. They don't. And so it's always won that season series three to one. Yeah. And it's always somewhere in the first week or two. Like usually it's not this, this year. They no. didn't play until fuck. They didn't play till November. Uh, I guess you're right. It normally for the Leafs, and it feels like we almost always play Montreal on opening night, and then that weekend we play Ottawa. Ottawa. Opens right. right. Um, so maybe we'll get that again. But Ottawa and Toronto won't see each other again until at least October, barring a miraculous run to the playoffs yeah. by the Senators. So does that take the steam out of it? Is everyone fans will remember, but. <laughs> Do you still really, are you fired up still come October about something that happened back? Maybe it was big enough that it, you will be. I yeah. Well, and we'll see, right? We'll see. It's, it's, it's all the, it's all the, it, man, the talk, it's, it's sort of swirled around and Toronto has, has seemed to, it's, it's been a much bigger deal in Toronto, I would suggest than it, than it was here in Ottawa. A, hmm. you lost the game. You lost your best defenseman for five games. It was this galvanizing thing, apparently, because they continue to talk about it. Yeah, I'm not buying that. And they've part, now but... gone seven and zero yep. since then. Um, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Right? I I hope. I hope that it has legs. I hope we don't play Toronto four times in preseason. <laughs> right? Hey, do me a favor, NHL. Hold that. Do not schedule any games. Nah, they're gonna. I know, but I'm just saying. It's give always us, the same. Two give Ottawa, us the tradi- Montreal. Yeah, team. I was going to say, give us the traditional four Montreal games, <laughs> and we'll play them in Truro, <laughs> yeah, exactly. and we'll play them in Gander, and, and whatever else. Let's see like, what's happening down in Cornwall. Yeah, for game. this is it. Annapolis Royal. Sure. <laughs> Let's see what we can do out there. Yeah, but hold that, hold that Leaf Senators action till opening night. That's what I want to see. Build that. If you're going to get anything from it. Maybe it's nothing, but sell the sizzle. Sell the sizzle. Yeah. Can you do that? No. You're going to play each other twice in the preseason. So, but in terms of just doubling back to your, and tying a bow with it, with the Ottawa thing mm-hmm. is, yeah, it's, it's, we always want to be stuck here between Montreal and Toronto. You know, you are the forever little brother. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's even generous. And you're like, you're not even the fucking family, man. <laughs> Distant cousin. Beat it, right? Like <laughs> you're an adopted kid. <laughs> Sorry to all adopted the kids. We love you just the same. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, you want to be there. You want to be there. It doesn't mean anybody else looks at you like that. Like, beat it, man. Who cares about you? Yeah. Call us when you're good again. Yeah. Or even then, 
still an upstart. You have no pedigree. What are you? Well, you're in there with Tampa, San Jose, Anaheim, and Florida. Oh, and Ottawa. Bam. Is Ottawa, Ottawa's beaten Montreal just once in the playoffs? They've gone one and one in the playoffs. Okay. And then there's the Toronto thing. But that will be what makes you notice, makes you care. You'll stop being the, is when you're regularly, and, and regularly is over, like how many chances are you going to get? But when you start taking playoff series off of Montreal and Toronto, then, you know, it'll become more of a thing. But I, I do believe Toronto fans, Toronto radio, Toronto sports talk, whatever, doesn't talk about the Sens as often as Ottawa does about Toronto. And you're, 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 you're trying to serve that market. Like you said, you're wedged in between here. But when the Sens start taking chunks out of you, yep. then it's going to matter more. I do believe, though, that there are enough fans like myself who remember, um, you know, remember those days that, yeah, you're still... You don't like the Sens, right? You're you're not yeah. infatuated with them. You're not, but they are a rival. Despite the yeah yeah that rivalry has cooled. But when you ask a Leaf fan of my vintage to give you the top three or four rivals of this team, it's still going to be Montreal, Ottawa, Boston. That's those are probably the big three for for the Leaf fan of my generation right now. See, and and I remember you and I talking, and this is 2013. Whenever well, it's that's when they first played. Yes, and and I and it was the first time Ottawa and Montreal got to play in in the postseason, and I'm like, yeah, this is a great opportunity for Ottawa to get in on the ground floor on a new rivalry, right? And they fucked Montreal up. That you know, that was the five fights on the ice. That was the Pajot chance, tr- you know, th- hat trick. I was going to say three pops, <laughs> triple, t- <laughs> and they call it a hat trick in hockey, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. That's funny. Um. And so to me, that rivalry has, has for Senators fans, I would suggest, is a little more recent. Sure. Has a little 100%, more catch. Even, even though they lost in the Hamburglar run, yeah, it is still is, you know, there's a little bit more there, right? Like, And it's opposite for Toronto, who actually just played Montreal in 21 and lost, but there was something about the empty buildings or the... Yeah, it, bubble. You lost fair and square, but it didn't feel as oh, heated. Oh, fair and square. Yeah, but it didn't feel as heated or well, something. You didn't, have, you didn't have the the full barns with right people totally invested. And so, like, you're glad to have it. I think that was the first time since, like, 77 or 78 or whatever it was that they played each other in the playoffs. And it was a seven-game series, and, and like, it, it had all the elements. It was big injuries and overtime intrigue and everything, and yet you just... Maybe it's more of a subconscious thing. You're just looking at that time period going, yeah, like, you know, I, I don't know. Because as you said, that is the more recent one than the last time we played. Right. But it doesn't feel to me like it poured any extra on to that rivalry. Well, because be, as you suggested, with the empty barns, yeah, it is the, the, the very... Sterile. It's, it's the passion of the fan bases yeah. that make it go next level. Like in Ottawa and Montreal, we have those two more recent playoff series. Mm-hmm. And you also have the self-loathing Habs fans who chose, you know, they chose Kuk and Yemi right. when they could have had Kachuk. <laughs> and you're like, and Kachuk goes in there and he runs roughshod over the Habs every time he's in there. It's it's gorgeous. Where I think even though the ser- the playoff series are one and one, mm-hmm. man, in the last five years, even when Ottawa was terrible, Montreal's been kind of terrible yep. too. Ottawa lives kind of rent free in Montreal's mind. Sure. Where we where Toronto lives rent free 
short of this Morgan Riley thing, <laughs> in Ottawa's mind, right? It's 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 somehow Montreal is the low man on the pecking order there. Yeah. No, I think that's fair. And I think Habs fans are having a hard time adjusting to this new world where they're not the regal, you know, royalty of the, where everyone looks at them with this un, unrelenting respect or whatever. Like you've been shitbirds for. Where's Jean Beliveau? Right. Call me when Guy Lafleur's got something to say. Yeah, and Maurice Richard. I don't really Maurice care. Richard. Right. So we can agree on that. Montreal sucks. Let's take a break and grab a beer. Weekly. <laughs> Not a lot of listeners in Quebec. All right. Back in, and I am excited to talk about this next thing, but first, uh. The next thing is the beer or is the topic? The topic. But why don't you tell us about your beer? Why don't you tell me about your beer? Because I'm having the same fucking beer. Why don't you do what I want to do for once? <laughs> I'm you, having another nitro stout from Cowbell. Are you new to this? Like, <laughs> why don't you? Do I you? have taken the wheel back and I'm keeping it. <laughs> okay. Um, I have to pour my beer. I, although that is that is a sweet sound you got mm-hmm. going there. I have gone so. There were two cracks. I had two of my London ice in the first. I have gone for this second beer is another in our February, the month of darkness. I've gone with, this is another Christmas gift. Okay. Again, in the small can with a magnificent head. Mm -hmm. Magnificent. Yeah. It's it's actually, I'm just kind of hoping while I talk and. Yeah. Clearly buying some time here. It is in a small can. It is from left field. Nice. I've never had a stout from there. Oh, I've had one. I think it's called like Blackbird or something like that. Okay. This is the sweet spot. Okay. This is the Mocha Marshmallow Stout. Nice. Coming in at 6.4%. <laughs> so yeah, well, honestly, I had an Imperial in the, in the green room. I've taken down a couple of 6.2s while we were sitting here. Um, Rob's so, ready to roll. We're going to fight in the parking lot after this. Let's do it. It's not a Peterborough Canadian title, all right? <laughs> I've told you, you can take the boy out of Peterborough. You cannot take Peterborough out of the boy. Um, so I'm going to have to wait and I'll let you know what this looks like when, um, but yeah. Sweet, all right. Sweet spot. Again, small can. I, I can't emphasize it enough. Stop it. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants the small can. No. That's it. Period. Nobody wants the bite size Oreo, the two bite brownies. Like well, you want, like you want them, but you're gonna have like eight of them. Yeah, yeah. This is what I'm saying, man. You know what? So it's it's me, like just give me a big boy. It's it's like they've done away with the small bag of chips in the store. It's everything is a big bag now. Like fuck it, man. I'll eat half the bag and I'll roll it up and I'll put it away, or I'll eat the whole bag. You don't need to get to, to tell me how much the big bag is getting ever closer to. The small bag too. Like the bag is the same size, but you open it and there's, there's fewer and fewer chips in there. You cheap fucks. Okay. <laughs> I may be venturing into a different, uh, different complaint that I have about today's world. Matt needs more chips. hundred uh, percent. And you know what? Mm. You're not alone there. I want to, uh, check in on everybody's favorite superhero, Florida man. 
Is he the guy that beat the raccoon to death as he was trying to change the oil in his car? I can only assume so. The yeah. raccoon was sleeping somewhere up underneath <laughs> the. I got to be honest with you. If I found a sleeping raccoon, I'm going to beat the hell out of it before it wakes up and takes me out. Like those are nasty fuckers. Those, yeah, for uh, sure, man. The yeah. claws are not, uh, they're no, they're no joke. No, no joke. But this is an event that was organized in St. Augustine, Florida, the Florida man games. And, uh, someone has grabbed hold of the, you know what, if this is who we are, then let's just lean the hell into it. Uh, so a series of, I guess you could call it an Olympiad of, uh, of events that the Florida man would perhaps take part in. Uh, it, it says right in the, the byline here, the article I was reading that, uh, lot of sleeveless shirts and cut off jeans. <laughs> How is, many Robinsons are in this thing? Not enough. <laughs> we would have dominated. Curly mullets. Um, and oh, one of the that. descriptor. Of, no, received, we've covered that. Didn't That's get received right. as well. as <laughs> no. I got to move us along here. That's all. The, uh, the, the tagline, if you want to call it that, or the description Events that would typically leave you incarcerated or in intensive care. So we're fighting in the Seven Eleven parking lot. Is that on there? <laughs> Back to Canadian Tire. Yeah, oh, Seven Eleven. Right. I'm trying to think of whatever it is that the states have. The uh, the very first event, Trader Joe's, similar to uh, Joey Chestnut and hot dog eating contest, was wolfing down barbecued pork and sausages. <laughs> the winner immediately upon you know, completing the event, shotguns of beer. Now that's not part of the event, but it would turn out to be a huge part of the event <laughs> was, was the, uh, the, the beer consumption. They expected somewhere in the neighborhood of 5,000 people to attend and watch this thing at 45 bucks a ticket because why not? Like if, if this is what our state's going to be, uh, can I not throw like squabs to crocodiles is that is that not is that no longer or is this the same thing this is the human version yeah well the guy after he finished shotgunning his beer he there was media there people covering it and he was interviewed and uh he said the i guess you're calling it events i'm calling it tuesday afternoon <laughs> yeah somewhere there's paralympic athletes who are going could we get a, a little time media yeah. no okay some Spectacle. women's sports some paralympic no yeah. let's do the uh uh, so some of the other events, there was an inflatable pool full of sludge, mud water, and guys beating each other with uh, duct taped together pool noodles, kind of like the old American gladiators where you'd be up on the platform. Yeah. Um, that's uh, actually, that's actually Thursday night in my pool. No duct tape, just the, <laughs> the actual. This is uh there's the theft simulation where you'd be handed either, or you'd have to steal a bicycle or two or copper pipes, uh, catalytic converters straight into the exhaust system of a car. And then there'd be an obstacle course that you run through trying to get away with all of your, your stolen goods. Uh, one guy had trained for it by riding his bike through his neighborhood with another bike strapped to his back. <laughs> so apparently this was a thing for a couple different, you know, if we're going to do this, take it seriously. It's like the Scandinavian wife carrying or the midget toss. You got to practice that somewhere. Velcro, pitching them up on the wall. <laughs> who can throw the midget higher? The guy who won the theft simulator gave a quote afterward that says, I have an absolute disregard 
for self-preservation. When I was in the military, I wrestled a lot of gators. <laughs> That's what the American military is up to in between uh, whatever. He owns a pressure washing company anyway. Yeah. Uh, he was the captain of the team called Hanky Spanky was the name of their uh, their group. Dang, I, I, you know what? I want to hit you with one or two other events here because I think you and I maybe could try this one summer. Sumo wrestling while holding a full beer pitcher. So there's points for actually wrestling, but also keeping your pitcher full. And it was supposed to be that you were, well, you know, fighting over a beer. Yeah. Well, and anybody who has watched any sumo wrestling, and I've taken sumo wrestling in live. Yeah. Okay. Is what the, else are you going to do over in, uh, in, in Florida? In, or in Tokyo. Or, <laughs> or in Florida, apparently. <laughs> Tokyo, Florida. Yeah. Um, yeah. The whole idea of that we're trying to push you out of a ring standing up. Right? Yeah. Or if you go down, that's it, man. You're... To me, this sim- simulates like we've all been in really tight bars and you got a full beer and you're trying to slide past somebody, but he's not moving. So you give him a fucking shove and he shoves back and now, now it's on, right? Like, or somebody brings you a pitcher of beer that they may have peed in. Yeah. Or you grab somebody's pitcher and punt it off a balcony yeah. like an <laughs> asshole. And then your friend has to save you from... The ass kicking you so richly deserve. <laughs> or you've peed on somebody on the balcony below. These are all completely hypothetical. Uh... <laughs> totally hypothetical. <laughs> we will be attending the Florida game, Man Games next yeah, year. Whatever. Can I? Do I have to go into all of them? Is it like, no, no. I think is it like to, a decathlon? You enter can... your team, right? This was the. Uh... Okay. I'm totally down for the beer pitcher sumo wrestling. Yeah. Um, one of the other ones was similar to the theft, but it's running an obstacle course with actual, they, they invited actual sheriff deputies to come and you're like running against them and climbing fences and they're trying to catch you. Right. So they've, they've leaned into what they are here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the final event I want to mention here, which I thought was hilarious <laughs> is you get into an area where they like blow up a bunch of wind and circular or uh, simulate a hurricane and then release a bunch of cash blowing around in the wind. <laughs> fucking people are running around trying to catch it. Um, How many people put stuff on their body like honey? So it would stick to and you? They, would, they, would, they were like, come on now. You got to know that's got to be a thing. The organizer said he wanted to have events that involved drugs and nudity, but uh, the city wouldn't give them a permit to sell tickets if they were going to do that. Um, there was a woman and her daughter who showed up together to watch. They said, uh, the mom said she was given tickets by her boss for Christmas to come to this along with a case of vodka. So whoever this woman's boss is has her pegged as I know what your weekends look like. I think. Wow. <laughs> That's I, a great boss. A case I, of but vodka. But I always wonder about uh, somebody else who said that they, between their family, they, they, they each sort of give everybody a bottle of crown Royal at Christmas. Right. You're like, I don't know what a case of, I've, I've never once in my life, a case of vodka. Thought about a case of vodka or a case of Crown Royal or. <laughs> well, this woman anyway is demanding uh, women's events in the future. The only women's event at this year's event. How well, many teeth did that wim- woman uh, have? I can't, can't, I would be just speculating. I'll say One for cracking three. eggs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the only women's event this year was the uh, Florida Man pinup contest. So you know that would have been a. This is, somehow this is not made it into 2024. I can only, I can only imagine. Um, hot babes only, hot babes. <laughs> the other team, we only got two team names in the article. Like I said, one was Hanky Spanky. Hanky Spanky. The other was the Cooter Commandos. 
Now, now, now they say that's a species of turtle yeah. native to their hometown, the, the cooter turtle. Yeah. But I will leave it to you, good listener, if you think that this guy's talking about the uh, the cooter commandos are really paying homage to the... Uh, we thought about chocolate starfish, <laughs> but we went with cooters. The cooter commandos. <laughs> the cooter commandos. Um, yeah, they, uh, they actually were the most well-supported team at the event because... Uh, they'd whipped up a bunch of social media, Instagram stuff. Most of it revolved, they were training videos where you were running in just, again, cut off jean shorts, carrying Pabst blue ribbon, wearing mirrored sunglasses. Okay. So, uh, they were selling at the, uh, at the they were selling Cooter Commando t-shirts. Apparently they did pretty well selling those. So do you want one of those? A Cooter Commandos t-shirt. <laughs> I'm not really sure I do. Well, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not saying for sure. No, I'm saying I'm not sure I really do. You're just wondering where you're going to rock that bad boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to my nephew's birthday party or whatever. Back spot With the commandos t-shirt on. <laughs> it's a turtle. I swear. <laughs> they told me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're Florida like, man games. You're in like, or out. You're like one of the, I'm totally out. Okay. <laughs> He is. <laughs> I'm totally out. I am. I, I don't mind getting it. It's going to be the Norwood games. Yeah, year. for sure, man. I, and you know what? I don't mind, like I said, holding the beer pitcher yep. and and sort of little hand slapping with the other one, just pushing, shoving. Do I get to wear a shirt? Seemed to be optional based on the pictures or in is the article. It, or is it a good pair of tight slacks and no, no shirt? No, it's clearly cut off <laughs> jeans. Is the only bottoms you're allowed to wear. Okay. It, it, well, they got to be cargos. Yeah, okay. There's got to be something. There's got to be pockets on the side. Keep a couple extra beers. Oh, 100%, man. If this goes bad, win or lose, we're in the booze. 100%. The Florida Man Games. We'll, uh, we'll share the link. It's, it's a scene. Uh, oh, it's a scene, man. <laughs> they're calling these events. I call it fucking Tuesday. All right, good for you, buddy. Real life. Okay, this beer. Yeah. I've now had a couple samples. It's a mocha marshmallow. Okay. Um, scent of nothing. Like it's got that real sort of stout, um, sort of metallic, that sort of iron. Um, I am getting a little, a subtle mocha into that sort of sweet. I anticipate that to be marshmallow, but (laughs) it's not bad. It's not, to me, left field doesn't do anything that isn't good. No, they don't miss. And so to me, this is, is subtle. But it is, um, it's outstanding stout. Okay. Outstanding stout. Yep. I want to move us into, uh, to Saturday night's hockey night in Canada. Sens, Leafs, and Canucks all down by two, all end up coming back to win. Uh, we can get into any of those that might be interesting to you, but before we do, I, I want to take an elbow or throw an elbow. I don't really want to take an elbow. Yeah. Like to throw an elbow or two. At those of you who are listening right now, but not listening, uh, because last week I mentioned to Rob on the podcast and I got all kinds of fucking blowback on this for reasons just beyond understanding. I mentioned, I, uh, I put in a wager on Austin Matthews at the time being 14 to one to win MVP. And my point, which I think I explained well at the time was that McDavid, Kucherov and McKinnon were all up at two to one, three to one. You're such a homer. And I believed that Matthews, while maybe not the favorite to win it, it was ridiculous. You were hoping to get a buyout. 14 to 1. That's right. And 
by Tuesday of this past week, he was down to eight to one, and as we sit here now, he's down to three to one. Oh, and there was an athletic article written about it. Like, can we put more slobber on the guy? Come on, man. Let's... Well, my only point in this particular conversation is I didn't say he was the favorite to win MVP. I didn't say he was a slam dunk MVP. The feedback that I'm getting, again, as you rightly framed it, maybe that I'm a homer, maybe what, whatever, 14 to 1 was stupid. And as we sit here just one week later, I have been proven correct on that. We'll see whether or not FanDuel wants to do the buyout thing or, yeah. or what that looks like. But that was the only point. And so I would suggest, as I take a run at our own listeners, <laughs> if you're giving me shit over this, you may not have fully understood the uh, the conversation that was being had. Well, Is that fair? It's totally fair. Yeah. Um, I totally understood it as you said it. You bought into it, hoping that as it got closer, yeah. that they would say, hey, we don't know what's going to happen, but we're willing to give you a little cash now if you just And I'll take off. it. Yeah. Um, That's all. I listened to somebody who was in a conversation and I said, well, did you hear that part? And he's like, I don't know. I, I tune you guys out sometimes. That's fine. And I said, as long as you're tuning in. And I do that to, too. When to I'm tune, listening to sports talk to or tune podcasts. Out. That's it. Man, tune us in to tune us out. <laughs> but I, like I turn it on and I listen. I don't turn around and then flame somebody I for something. Agree. I only listen to half of what they said. <laughs> that, that happens on this podcast, actually. That's true. Uh, any of those games for any reason, those three Seem interesting to you, well, the, the, we, the comebacks? We, we spent 20 minutes plus talking about rivalries and um, people who feel like they are, um, they deserve a bigger share of the pie, people who feel like they're, a big piece of pie. they're slighted in some way by the media, mm-hmm. uh, looking right at you Ottawa Senators fans, mm. when, you know, every intermission you get, and, and again, Toronto is in Colorado. Correct me. Mountain time zone. Yep. You and will play at five o'clock and you will like it. Boston <laughs> in Vancouver, seven o'clock. That seems like four o'clock Pacific See, time. I, I asked that on Twitter. I said, Canucks fans furious today about the afternoon game or is that saved for when it's the Leafs who forced them to do it? I, I did find it odd. That there was, because Montreal played an, uh, an early afternoon game against New Jersey yep. and lost. Yes. Um... People did go to see Jack Hughes because he's number one. Jack Hughes. Um, I was wondering, what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. Clearly the clearly the senator's crowd isn't enough to no. to pull the prime time. No. Um, and you had a battle of Alberta. As the late game, yeah. As the late game. And so you're like, all right, well, let's just stick with all Edmonton those and suddenly skidding again. Fat barbecue sauce stained leaf fans who who, who can't Look, it can't be both things. It can't be business types that make any no noise and also barbecue sauce covered. Those are the fat fucks who are staying at home, man. All right. And watching from their couch. Paying our bills. Yep. And yours. No, I, I have a Rogers account, man. I am doing my own thing. I'm in revenue sharing, but. Um, but they I'm are. doing my own thing. <laughs> Actually, thank you. Your Rogers monthly payment going right into MLSE's coffers and. You love it. I loved it when they were teaching my kid, but now they're not. Remember when, I don't remember what the deal was. This is before we had the podcast. You were telling me that whatever package you had forced you to buy Leafs TV. 
on Bell Express View or something out south of the city. I can't remember. For a while, there was whatever package you were on, you had to have Bell uh, Leafs TV. Yeah, okay, but that's what that's what Sportsnet is. Cool. Love it's, it. It's Leaf TV. You love it. And now the only thing is, we've Also, now, misplays of the week. We've now brought Vancouver into the 7 o'clock time. Yep. And Kevin Bieksa is slobbering all over every Canuck knob he can get a hold of. Wow. Like- Scratch Kevin Bieksa <laughs> for Tuesday's guest appearance. <laughs> no, I like Bieksa, actually. I, I, Sounds like it. I do, I do, I do. Although it's, it's, <laughs> I get it, but Ottawa is underserved in that. And, and I know we've talked about this in the past. The first intermission, fine. Everybody took a run at, you know. They every, all do. Kay. There's three guests. Here's, yep. they each yep. talk for a minute and yep. a half about each game. Yep. And I totally get that in the first intermission. 100% true. Second intermission, when you got Elliot, Elliot does his bit, which was completely uninformative. It's been not good for the last year or so. It's... And so I said out loud in a room full of a bunch of people, I'm like, thanks, Elliot. Any fuckhead on a podcast could have just. <laughs> oh, I know those fuckheads. And then somebody said, like you? Yes. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly. That was sort of the implication. That was exactly what I meant at the time. And then we come back and yeah, then there's a big bid on the Leafs and then Bieksa goes on about his love of the Canucks. And then they're like, and Ron on the way out goes, and Thomas Shabbat <laughs> scores a goal. And then it goes out and you're like. That's all you need. Yep. It's true, man. It's true. <laughs> but that is when every Senators fan goes, yeah, all right. Are, are you, are, are we equal? Is there going to be? Oh, heavens no. Heavens no. Okay. <laughs> and that's all. And that's all. So it can't be, you can't chastise Senators fans. I can, and I will. Who lean into that and go, yeah, it's not equal. It's not equal. So don't pretend it's equal. Don't pretend. That's what I'm saying. Nice win for the Sens over VGK. Uh, gets to overtime, the shootout, by all accounts. Forsberg, terrific. Uh, the, I didn't see almost the first goal the was The game. first goal was not great. But the, he, has he taken the reins now? Is he... Well, where you'd go if you look at it, and, 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 and again, if well, and again, I think it's two point nine versus four. Like it's, it's not. The, but he's expiring, isn't he? No, he's got one more year. <laughs> it's he's contract, got one more not year. Him. <laughs> um, if you look at and and there's a lot of air gets expelled in this market in the Ottawa market on the shitty starts. Yeah, and there's no getting around it. Um, and. There is nothing that's going to change until they show up next October and they play better. Right. Like it doesn't 500. <laughs> Can we shoot for 500? Yeah. And so to me, the thing that makes what's happening right now, give me a little bit of, of optimism is it's happened earlier in the season. It's not March, right? They, mm. they started this in the, in, in January. And unlike last year when you would see Forsberg or whoever the goalie would be make 50 stops in a game against Vegas yeah. or Dallas and you win that game. They did beat Dallas this week, didn't they? They beat Dallas and they and allowed 15 shots. Yeah. Right. That is the difference right there. Forsberg. Because that's full value. VGK, they're beat to hell right now. Dallas is a wagon and yep. Ottawa held them to... Like gave him nothing. Yeah, nothing, nothing. And 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 the and you follow that up with through regulation they allowed twenty seven shots against Vegas. Yeah. Um, 
And for large parts of the game, they went down two zip to Vegas. Vegas looked like Ottawa looked against Dallas on the Thursday, which was they were taking away the neutral zone. You had to run into them. And if you made it into the offensive zone, you couldn't get in between the dots, right? Like it was one and done and right. you were out. And Ottawa stuck with it. To me, that was the part that was most impressive was under Jacques Martin, it may have taken a while, is they seem to understand if we backtrack through the neutral zone, if we do all these things and it allows the defenseman to stand up, it's way better and it leads to offense. Like to me, what Vegas was doing and and Vegas is missing Eichel, it's missing Stone, uh, two top end offensive players. Yeah. But they did have their regular goaltending and they did have their, their, their start, full blue line. Their, their starting six from the cup, which hasn't happened all season. And you look at those guys. Well, it happened their last game against Toronto. No, no. So, yeah, sorry. The past three games yeah. actually is 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 when they've had all yeah, six. Yeah, the, the, the forward group is beat to shit and it's full of uh, Henderson Silver Knights. But yeah, the back end is all intact. Right. And so. Oh, you it, love when the back end remains intact. Yeah, tight. It's so to me, there is a bunch of things that that we, (laughs) there's a lot of things. Oh yeah. There's a lot of regret. (laughs) Um, so those sorts of things. And, and I was listening to a good friend of the show, Creech Mm -hmm. running the post game show with Jamie Baker. We should have Jamie Baker on the pod. We should have Jamie Baker. Man, to me, that's a guy, it just in a side note. Yeah. And, and sorry, Jamie, if you're listening, when he first came back from San Jose, local local guy. Yeah. I'm like, ah, I don't like his voice. Scratch Jamie Baker. No, no, no. Cause where I'm going with this is, man, the more I listen to him, the Bakes takes, Bakes has good takes. Yeah, he does. Like to me, he is, and I've totally warmed to all that he's got going on in terms of his, his hockey takes. And, right. and I think he's subtle. Um, and he has that game experience. He's got a third line centers mentality. Mm-hmm. Which is always, we've talked about it a hundred times. That is this podcast. <laughs> but all, your stars aren't great on TV or aren't great in the media because they can't, you can't just say, well, you should have just dangled that guy and gone shelf. You're like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know That's what? backhand pass. We don't all have that. Daddy. Right. The rest of the world is out here trying to grind it out and those people are going to have better better takes, better opinion. It's always the backup goalie who's better than the star goalie or now Gretzky's done okay on TNT, but typically it's Anson Carter who has a better opinion or who again is a talented guy. Kevin Bieksa. Right. This is the way it always shakes loose is that those guys are going to have a better, Frank Corrado's becoming pretty good here Man over the last little while. Size Frank Corrado. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. Just um, the mention of Bernier makes me sexy. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, We're moving on. We got to get off the sands here. But, and- <laughs> but, 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 but Creech and, and, and Jamie Baker, right. in the post show, they were talking about, um, yeah, in the last 16 games, so Ottawa's gone 10-3-3 and yeah. in the last 16. They and had that one shitbird week and then got right back on track. Well, they lost to Anaheim and Chicago and you're like. And someone else. There was three the, games. The Rangers. Yeah. No, but they beat Columbus. Uh, yes. They beat Columbus 6-3. Right. Took two of six points. So that's the, it's the Anaheim I, I don't Columbus. Wanna, I don't want to bust your traps, Matt, but they played three teams behind them in the standings. They won one, lost two. That's what I said. Took two of six points. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah. Sorry. See, I'm, see, I'm not listening. You I can't, you can't chastise the good listener. I'm not listening, but I am going to correct you. <laughs> Appreciate that. So, yeah. And, and so I thought to myself at that point, you go, you beat Chicago and then you go 500 against Tampa, Florida, Dallas, and Vegas. Yeah. You beat Chicago, you go 500. And instead what they do is they lose to Chicago in a game they probably should have won. I agree. They should have won. Yep. And then, but didn't. Yeah. And then you beat Tampa, you lose in overtime to Florida in a game you were down to zip and came back and made it to overtime. Yep. Dominated. Best game in probably five or six years. They dominate Dallas. Yep. And then they come back and they beat Vegas, depleted or not. Yep. You can only beat who's out in front of you. In a shootout. And so it, to me is what they're doing now is they are showing an awareness. Like I said. They're not giving up 50 shots and winning in a game where a goalie stands on his head. They are allowing under 30 shots. Okay, and one more thing. No, last thing quickly on it. Wait, would wait. you quickly, would you be more interested now than you were about keeping Jacques Martin on as coach? So, disregarding what you just asked and going, and, and, and it's fine, we'll move on. I have the wheel. Yeah, I know, but. I don't though. We listened last week and uh, you were just going wherever you wanted to go. Yeah. It was in that 16 games, that 10-3-3, in games when Ottawa allows three or fewer goals, 10-1-3. Yeah, that's every team. Yeah. So Don't get scored on. I know. Okay, thank you. <laughs> but you had Forsberg and Forpasalo. You had guys who were allowing four or more goals in every game. Mm-hmm. This is a team that has not done that traditionally. And so you go 10, three and three in your last 16 games and they're still 14 points back of a wild card. But they spot. have passed Montreal. God bless you. Over uh, to you, Matt. I am not taking Jacques Martin back. We need somebody younger and somebody who's here for the five-year window. Boston, Vancouver. It looked like, because Vancouver's kind of been scuffling a little bit the last week or two. Brockstar. Uh, Boston... Has also been scuffling, but did look like they were going to to get this one. Vancouver storms back uh, down by two, ends up winning it in overtime. Uh, Miller to, to Besser, as you mentioned. And that leaves Boston at two regulation wins That's in their last... That's an penalty, too. How do you feel about that? Yeah, Boston, two wins in their last 13 regulation games. None in their last eight. Any... Any thoughts on the Bruins at all? Is this just one of those things that happens over the course of a long season? Or has has Cinderella... Have we hit 3, 4 a.m. after Cinderella's midnight? The clock in the wall says 3 o'clock. <laughs> Last call. Woo! For alcohol. Yeah, to me it's... And I was actually shouting that out at the TV because the Bruins, you look at the... They have nine OT losses. Yep countless wins like to me they are the number of games they've dragged into into three on three or shootout yeah and i i asked you i think last week did they do three on three or shootouts in playoffs they do not they do not so to me i think there is and you look at at swayman and allmark have sort of slid backwards in terms of the the goaltending stats i'm thinking that yes but also that's the reason Boston is where they are right now. You can't be trotting out Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka as he's a legit. Can you not, Matt? 
Because it seems like they are second or third in NHL standings. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, has 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 the clock struck twelve, or is this just you know teams go through weird stretches and because yeah. they've been picking up points, right? Like I, all I said was two regulation wins in their last thirteen. There's still been yep. OT losses and overtime wins, and I don't know. I I, I I've been wrong on this team so many times that I just. But if you ask me right now, because it looks like. Now, the Leafs have picked up six points on them since January 25th. Uh, while they've been struggling, the Leafs have sort of come along. I don't expect Toronto's going to catch Boston or Florida, but I do think I'd rather take a crack at Boston this year than than the Panthers. I don't think you're going to see that. Okay. I think you're going to see a Florida-Toronto first-round matchup. They're really tight up at the top right now, those two, Florida yeah, and Boston. Yeah, it, it is tight. It is tight. And, and actually... Just earlier this week, Florida had sort of leapfrogged. Yep. I think they will. Okay. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I have no idea. Uh, at this point, um, we'll see what happens at the trade deadline. Yep. Which we are end of this week. No, two no, weeks out. Yeah, two, two weeks, weeks out. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens. But to me, Boston, I, I would not feel great if I was Toronto. I don't feel great about either of them. You do have Joseph Wall. Wall. The the Joseph Wall yeah. coming back. I see he's been killing it with the Marlies. Well, one game, yeah. 37 saves or whatever it was. But yeah. Samsonov hey, was hey, terrific and, against and Colorado. And Laval was trying to get up in his kitchen too there. Yeah. They were they were running they were zooming the tower. They were there was all kinds of Yeah. I think Toronto's an underdog against both of those teams. But I think You gotta love that though. You gotta love that as a league fan, sure. don't you? Oh yeah. No. Normally we're just Overconfident, so I'll get it. <laughs> no, no, I know. But if did you go in as an underdog? Come on, has to be. That's got to be a bit refreshing. I guess so. I, I just uh, to stay on Boston for a minute. I just I've said that downfall was coming for so long that I don't necessarily buy that. Suddenly, halfway through the season, they've forgotten how to win. But I do kind of see the idea that you know, as you've pointed out, all those OT losses and everything else they had going on. Yep. Could they come back to earth a little while Florida, Florida to me is legit. They are what they are. And, and, and basically since Christmas where Matthew Kachuk had a pretty brutal first half, he has been like a top three point getter again in the league and has sort of gotten Sam it going. Sam Reinhardt's still at 39 goals. Over. Yeah. That's, he's sort of cool. cool. At one point, a few weeks ago, he was three goals back at Matthews and now he's not. Yeah, um, that's got nothing to do with him though. That has to do with all. Well, he, as you just mentioned, he stopped scoring. That has something to do with him. Uh, <laughs> That, yeah. that side of it. But I, I just, I think by the end of the season, I think Boston's going to be in second. And I think as a Leaf guy, I'm okay with that. I think, who do I think I have a better crack at knocking off? I do think it's Boston. I still think you're the underdog both times, but I, I'll take Boston, I think here. See, because the thing is to me, if you look at that Vancouver-Boston game on Saturday night, right? There was an overtime penalty, too many Saturday men on the ice. Night. And if you look how it is, it's Marchand slow to the bench, right? Like that is the penalty right there. Yep. Buddy hops over, touches the puck. The guy coming off the ice for him, Brad Marchand. And you go, that is your captain. He's wearing the C there now, is he not? Yeah. That is your captain. That's your legacy guy. He's the holdover from Chara, Bergeron. And you are slow on a change? You, my friend, cannot afford that, right? In terms Bergeron of, wouldn't have been. For sure. And if Chara was there, 
Charles got the front of your visor and he's shaking it. <laughs> right? Like, like that, Andre the Giant Gene Oakland. Uh-huh, this is not <laughs> happening, man. Like that is not the Bruins way under that leadership, right? And if you want to be that legacy guy, you cannot be taking a too many men on the ice in overtime against what you would hope would be, air quotes, a cup final prediction. Yeah. No, easily right now you could look at those two teams, say you could be meeting up in the... And you were up two zip and you lost that game. And then and you, you half-assed and you were it, no slow-ass to no the good. bench. No Come good. on, man. That is one of those things where you go... If you're an optimistic Leaf fan, yeah, power to you. But it means maybe their culture is well, slipping. Yeah, I, but if it comes to a Leaf Bruins game, I am back on the Bruins I, bandwagon. I know this about you. Yeah, let's go, Monty, Monty. <laughs> let's get those guys. Whip them into shape. Come on. Our former All Star coach has turned his back. On yeah, us. well, why wouldn't you? He, he already Heisman the uh, the Bieber coat. No, he didn't at all. He said he wanted it. Nah, he's the, like, come it, on, man. He, I'm a real coach. He checked his coat. Bieber did check his coat so it wasn't available. Anyway, his beat son it, was coaching. Beat it, with, beat coach. it with your big, it's the All Star game. Beat fuck it with off. your big coat. Like what the fuck? Beat are you it doing with your there? big coat. Uh, that's where we'll wrap this one up on Wednesday. Since Kevin Bieksa will no longer be joining us. No, I, I, I still, I think that'd be a great call. Give us a little Bieksa action. Abley stepping in. Ian Mendez. <laughs> He's all right, too. He's all right. And he's a, but he's an A-plus guy. 100%. So uh, he'll be back in here. I imagine he'll turn down the beer, but we'll try and force something on him. There's not an Ultra? There is a Michelob Ultra or two uh, kicking around. He, that's his deal. A farmer's daughter, right? A couple Come of on. lighter. Come on. He, li- he, likes an, he likes something on the milder side. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. I had some options for him the last time he was in, and he kind of waved me off. Now, that's going to be recorded on Tuesday. The Sens play Tuesday night. Monday or Tuesday is Washington. I think they play Monday night. No excuses, Ian. We'll see. Get on the next article, though. Yeah, and then uh, leave her back in here on Wednesday for a Thursday morning drop Conjugal as we visit. try and get back into our uh, our routine. Yeah, <laughs> Conjugal visit. <laughs> That's where we'll end this one. Uh, like I said, if you want a little Jay's content, go back. Episode 1259 is up on the feed as well. Stoughton brings it, as always. So uh, so make sure you're following his work at thebatflip.ca. Make sure you're subscribed to us. We're hearing us right now, wherever you're hearing us right now. Uh, for Rob, my name's Matt, and we'll see you. See ya. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. But now the time has come to go. If this silkong was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Ugh.